Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Jenna Morton. And I'm Tosh Taylor. And on the show today, Jenna and I thought we'd take a little bit of time um, to talk to you about, you know, being a solo entrepreneur and trying to manage all of the things and social media. <laughs> yes, and before you tune out because you're like, oh, I don't run a business, I'm not gonna take anything away from this. This is also the kind of information that if you, you know, help out with a sports team or a community group, if you're on your you know, Rotary or Probus or Lions Club or the Ringette team, all of that kind of stuff, the things we're going to talk about are going to be relatable for work that you might be doing with that as well. Mm -hmm. Because more and more, I think that's why I'm seeing people are really asking for help and looking for help and not sure where to go. It's people that are finding themselves in those volunteer positions or with nonprofits um, that there's a lot of crossover with what we do as solo entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. And we are, whether we want to be a part of it or not, living in the day and age when th this is where we're getting all of our information all of the time. So yes. it is important to be consistent and get that all that information out there and that is the one thing that if I harp on anything else today it's consistency consistency is key to literally everything in life yes yeah okay yeah that's, yeah. that's a that's a pretty good blanket statement like. for everything yeah. <laughs> yeah if you can find a way to be consistent it's going to become much easier and maybe enjoyable I'm not gonna promise that one but you're probably gonna hate it less if you can find a schedule mm -hmm. and a workflow that is consistent for whatever you're doing. Yeah. And when it comes to social media in particular, whatever platform you're on, what other, whatever algorithm you're trying to figure out, those bits and pieces of it are always going to change. I can't talk today. But consistency is going to be a major player in that and it'll change. You know, I was thinking about this as I was driving in here today. And years ago on Facebook, and I mean years, like 10 years ago on Facebook, when you were doing social media, what the algorithm really rewarded and what the common you know, understanding among marketers and social media content creators at the time was you needed to post on Facebook three times a day. Mm -hmm. You needed something in the morning, you needed something at lunchtime, and you needed something in the evening. And you could watch that work. If you were consistent and you did something morning, noon, and night for weeks at a time, you would see the reach and you would see it work. Please, please, for all that is good in the world, do not post three times a day on Facebook right now if that's what you're trying to do is to reach people because you will go crazy and people will hate it. Yeah. And the algorithm will not reward you for it anymore. But if you are consistent about what you're doing three times a week, the algorithm will recognize that consistency. Mm -hmm. That part of what they're looking for hasn't changed. Consistency is always rewarded by these algorithms in my limited experience. Yeah, well, not limited at all. Um, and another, it's not just the algorithm that will reward you your followers, your listeners, they'll know, hey, it's mm -hmm. Monday, the Pickle Planet podcast comes out today. I know it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, there it is. And they'll expect your blog post that comes along with it, our social media yeah. posts, just to have that nice reminder. So yeah, the algorithm, which is a pain in everybody's butt, and yeah, probably even the people that design it, quite frankly, oh because they're forever, yeah. it's literally changing. every day, every mm -hmm. day. Um, but it is, 
it is that consistency and you'll be rewarded by the people who are following you who you know the people that you want to be finding your information they're going to get it because you're consistent and you're making sure that this is happening but the consistency mm -hmm. comes from paying attention to what the posting is all about yes yeah and and again don't be scared by thinking that means you have to do it all the time mm -hmm. and also even if we're saying you know if your consistency is once a week that's great if you stick to that your followers and the various algorithms on any platform are going to recognize that but you don't have to do that work necessarily each week what you want to do is batch your work mm -hmm. as much as you possibly can you don't want to do it so far out that things are going to get stale and that you don't leave some room for you to to react to what's happening in the world but I mean, there's always going to be little differences depending on what it is you're trying to promote. Sometimes you're going to have to have content that is daily because you're doing an event and there's things happening every day that you need information out about. But perhaps you're doing something where you're trying to, to let people know that you're offering a service. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're offering, you know, copywriting and editing, people don't need to know that every day. Same thing, you can do, you know, Tip Tuesdays and every Tuesday you put out one post that's a thoughtful post, but you could sit down on one day and come up with three months of those because they're all right there. If this is your world, this is what you know, you can come up with this information and you can schedule it out. And that is one thing that, oh my goodness, has changed so much for the better mm -hmm. <laughs> in the past couple years. So yeah, I've been doing various forms of social media management in like, actual trying to get you know information out not just using it for my own purposes for at least 10 years if not more now yeah. and over that time I've had to use so many different programs and try so many different things like like yeah right back to Radiant 6 like I used that back in the day I've used just about every kind of platform that has been out there and as all of these things were created, because people wanted to be able to schedule their content because it takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. well, things like Facebook got a lot better at building that into their platform. Yes. And even in the past two to three years, the difference has just been leaps and bounds in terms of what you can do through the business suite on Facebook now, which also connects to Instagram and slowly is connecting to all their other, you know, WhatsApp and everything else. You can even you can schedule stories with a swipe up link. Like two years ago, that was like a nightmare trying to figure out how you could do something like that. Mm -hmm. There, even um, I've really grown to love Canva. Canva even is allowing you now, and Canva is like a like a creating <coughs> graphics uh, mm -hmm. website that you really should look into. Uh, but they're really. Um, you can even schedule through there. Mm -hmm. So something that I learned recently, and it is like the end all be all for me, uh, because I'm trying to sell a program, but I'm also at the same time need to show people who don't know me mm -hmm. that I am credible in the podcasting world. So um, I've been trying to put out podcast content every day. And most of the time it's just in my stories. So I created a spreadsheet, like a, um, an Excel spreadsheet, and it's like a different tip every day of some podcasting tip. You can then save that in a certain file form and batch on Canva and then program each one to go every day through Canva. 
It yeah. has been like, it's life changing. Like I'm not typing in every day's daily little thing. It's just like it copies and pastes it and batches it into all of it. And everything looks exactly the same except the words change. And it was like, what just happened? Well, and, and that comes to another point in talking about consistency. You want consistency with your branding, your mm -hmm. visual identity. And yes, the branding is a lot more than just visual, but we're just going to talk about that visual identity piece now because you know, if you're someone who's just kind of getting into things, like I said, maybe you're doing this for, you know, a nonprofit that you're involved with or something, you still want that consistency in that you want your content to have, you know, the same colors, the same font, not too many colors, not too many fonts. You know, you want things to have a similar kind of look and Canva is, you know, you can use their free version of it. You can't do all the fancy things Tosh no. talked about with the free version. Mm -hmm. The paid version is not that much. But even the free version, there are all kinds of templates in there. And it boggles my mind that some people haven't had the opportunity to learn about it yet and be able to use it because I still see people creating what I can only assume are like Word <laughs> document flyers where they're like having to copy and paste and cover over things because they've taken a, an older image and they're just trying to update it with the new date. Mm. All that kind of stuff is so easy to do in Canva and you can do it so that you know you have one file and you're like, oh, I like this color, I like this font, I like this little circle where I can fill in a picture in the middle and you can just copy that within that same file and have 20 different ones and you can figure out how they're going to look if they're all together on an Instagram mm -hmm. Instagram grid or if you're just doing one off, my kid uses it all the time for school. Yes. I know there are classes who are like teaching the students how to use this because it's so powerful in terms of doing slideshow presentations, yep. all that kind of stuff. And it really, it's that consistency part. Like you can plug in, these are the five colors that I always want to use and those will be the colors that it always gives you as options. You can say, these are my three fonts that I want to use. And if you're worried about what colors and fonts work together, there are templates there and there are things that you can choose from so that you can start to build that out. And it's it really has gotten so user friendly over so the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a wonderful asset, and and most importantly, like Jenna said, you get a lot of it for free. Because hmm. um, there, are, so when it comes down to this, like I at the end of the year, you know, you get your taxes ready, and I'm like, man, how many subscriptions do I pay into? And there yeah. are quite a few of them, <clears throat> but they're they're all necessary, but. If for for the amount of stuff we're doing, but like we're, like we're saying, if you're if you're you know doing the social media for your kids' basketball team or what have you, you don't need all these things. Um, so use the free version of Canva. Use, use yeah. the free version. They'll even give you the option if you really like a picture, you can just buy that one picture for like a dollar. You don't have to have a whole subscription yeah. for it. So they really do make it user friendly because I think that a lot of these businesses like Facebook and mm. the whole Meta universe now are starting to realize that. This is what I think at the average everyday Joe could schedule whatever they wanted um, just because they can. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, if you're running any kind of business or nonprofit volunteer group where you're trying to get information out, yeah, you want to be able to schedule things. Mm -hmm. You want that consistency. You do want to take a look every so often at what you're paying for and what you what might be worth paying for and what you might be able to drop. You know, years ago, um, before Canva came along and expanded what they were doing, I used to rely a lot on PicMonkey. 
which is a similar kind of online graphics program where you can upload your own photos, there's some templates, you can do different things. And it used to be that they were very different in what they could do. And now they've come closer together. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I don't think I need both of these subscriptions anymore. You know, there was a point before Meta had a lot of its own scheduling options. I used to pay for Loomly, mm -hmm. which was it still is fantastic in terms of how you can schedule things out and the way it lays out. But over time, that's kind of built itself more into the you know the business suite on Facebook. It's like, oh, maybe I don't need mm -hmm. that one anymore. And then there's things like you know this day and age, everyone's pretty familiar with Zoom now. <laughs> oh yes, but you know there's there's a free option and there's a paid option. Most people, you probably don't need the paid one, or maybe you need the month to month because you know you don't have to get locked in for a year. Maybe one month you know because you're planning an event mm -hmm. and you're going to want to have a series of meetings that you don't necessarily have to do in person, but they're going to be more than 40 minutes. So pay the 20 bucks for the month. Mm -hmm. You can have unlimited meetings, but don't forget to cancel it if you don't actually need it because none of us want to pay for things that we're not using. Yeah, it's true, and I'm mega guilty for forgetting to cancel things. Oh, I'll just sign up for this for a month. Veed is a good one that I use for a lot of video content creation, and it was kind of the same thing. I was like, hey, I'm going to pay for this for a month, and now I'm like four months later, and I'm like, oh, right, yes. Yeah, cancel it, <laughs> or go for the yearly one because you'll probably save money. Mm -hmm. Most of them are set up that way, Yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. Sucker you in. They but if you're going to use it, then it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, at least once a year, if not, you know, every six months or so, sit yourself down and try to go through, oh yeah, how many things am I paying for? Mm -hmm. Do I still need them all? Because things change, not just what you need, but the way things work change, and that, that impacts it. Yeah. I think uh, you talked earlier about branding, and I think that mm -hmm. we should go back to that a little bit. Um, branding is something that I think a couple of years ago people got like super hung up on, um, worrying too much about what what their brand was going to be, who their brand is, et cetera, et cetera. It is still excruciatingly important. Um, but you have to remember, too, that behind that brand, I mean, depending, my brand, for example, your brand, there's still a person there. You're still a singular person at the end of the day. If you're a business and it's a brand, totally different. They're actually yes. two, two very different things. So yes, we're businesses, but we're also family behind yeah. it. So um, I know that you'll post, you know, your some personal things, and by personal I mean it's still business, but personal family mm -hmm. photos and what have you on your on your socials, and I'll do the same. Um, but I have always make sure with my branding that it's always there's only three things that go on to my Instagram and Facebook. It's either me, my kids, or my dog. That's yep. it. Um, if there is any other sort of posting, then it goes into the stories or mm -hmm. it's in the picture with me or in the picture with my kids or in the picture with my dogs. That I hope reigns true when people look at my Facebook or Instagram and, and they see that and they go, oh, this is Tasha's brand. She's a, she's a person. Mm -hmm. She's a mom. She's, you know, an entrepreneur, et cetera. Well, and that's one of those things that kind of happens subconsciously, I think, for people, right? Most people, now that you said it, anyone who follows you is like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've never seen something that isn't one of those things. Mm -hmm. But if you'd asked someone in advance, they might not have said it that way. Right. But the values behind that and what you're trying to accomplish has been working through that. And I think that, you know, when you're, whether you're a solo entrepreneur 
or you're a nonprofit or you're a small business, taking the time to have that kind of thoughtful idea about what do we want to show, why do we want to show it, and having that, you know, for me, I have a handwritten manifesto basically that sits above my laptop at home that that's my guiding light of why I'm doing what I'm doing, what it is I want to be doing. And any time I kind of question where I'm going or even just trying to come up with the words for something, I look back up at that like, right, that is, you know, in the, in the olden days, <laughs> you probably would have called that, you know, your mission mm-hmm. statement, your vision statement. Those are still terms people use in business, yes. but it, it's part of that branding package. And you can do that, you know, for yourself, even if you are a solopreneur or if you are a nonprofit or you're something, you know, helping with the kids basketball team, you still should have that very clear sense of this is what we're trying to accomplish and this is what falls within those parameters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So stay, once you've determined that, you need to stay on it. When you are an entrepreneur, but you've already started, like say your life started on social media, because you, mm-hmm. you know. Your huh. emails from 1995. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's my name, yeah. Hotmail. <laughs> I go by a different name now, so don't, don't email me at it. You, it won't work. Really. It won't. It, it'll work, but it'll be you, a while before I check it. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you even still check it or know I the do. password for that. I matter. do. Yeah, <laughs> 1995, baby. That's how long I've had my email. Yeah, she's one of the uh, originals on Hotmail. <laughs> no one else I knew had one. No. People are like, you want a what? What? What address do you want? Yeah. <laughs> your email. Yeah, not your house address. No. Not sending you anyway. a letter anymore. But. Uh, <laughs> When you then start a business, I know a lot of people um, have a hard time deciding, do I incorporate that into the socials that I've mm-hmm. already got or do I need to start? And this happens a lot with podcasting. A lot of my podcasters are like, do I have to have a separate social media page for my podcast, for my business, etc." Mm-hmm. And I always leave that up to them. If you want to, great. And if you don't want to, I didn't want to. For my business, I didn't want to set up another one. I did not want one more thing to run. So if you're part of your identity is going to be that you're this entrepreneur, part of your identity is going to be that you're a podcaster and this is your podcast, there's no problem in keeping things as they were. However, if it's just a personal Facebook page um, Mm -hmm. or not a content creator page or business page on Instagram, then yeah, you are probably gonna wanna separate the two Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't want a bunch of randos on your personal Facebook. Trust me, <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> no, everyone's going, ooh, am I one of the random people or does she actually like me? No, well, it's not that I don't like you, it's that I don't know who you are. Yes, yeah, true, that's, that, that is the distinction, not, it's yeah. not liking it. Because every now and then, actually, I have to admit, sometimes I'm like, hmm, how does Tosh know that person? And I'm like, oh, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things around that, too, I think that's important important to think of is, you know, if you have, you know, something that's separate, whether it's, you know, your business page or, you know, a Facebook page or a group for an organization, make sure that when you post that content of the podcast you've created, the interview you've done, you know, the win, the, you know, adventure having, all of that, take the time to share it to your personal stuff, right? If, if you're not combining them all, make sure you're sharing it to your personal stuff and to, you know, groups and things that are like-minded because 
as much as we'd all like to think that just putting it out there is enough, that's really only about half of what you have to do if you want that information to actually get out into the world. Mm -hmm. Because things don't work the way they used to. They, they don't work the way they did last week. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, and they won't <coughs> tomorrow. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. The best way to combat that is to make sure that you're amplifying that. And you know, as much as you might be like, oh, people don't want to hear me talk about that again. My friends don't want me to you know, post my business thing. If they're really your friends, they want to support your business. They want to support your volunteer efforts. Share it. And if they don't want to, they're just going to swipe on by it yeah. like everything else. What's the that's the worst that's going to happen? The best that's going to happen is they're going to like it. The algorithm doesn't know it's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook doesn't care who it is that's liking your things. They notice that someone hit that button or someone hit the share button and all of that feeds into how many more times it's shown to someone else and every now and then one thing will take off for you and you won't know why and it could be cuz some cousin halfway across the country shared it and there you go. And then, and it's not just going to get shared somewhere else because if you're doing something that's local, the value of that really isn't that high, even though it looks really fantastic in terms of your Facebook numbers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want it to be local, but that will help it get shared locally as well. Yeah, you're really good for doing that. And I am not. I'm the opposite, actually. And, and, and I'm going to start today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the one thing about that is... Um, for me, how you come up in my timeline um, is you come up first and then Pickle Planet comes up. So I mm. always, I'm always liking your posts and then I'm like, ew, I want to like Pickle Planets because then it helps Pickle Planet, right? Um, so then I just but, like both. But, it also, but, it, I, you know. but depending on how the algorithm is working, sometimes, and I, I have to say honestly, I'm not 100% sure right now which it's giving more weight to, but for quite a while, Facebook in particular, and that's where I do more things than YouTube and all that, mm -hmm. um, Facebook would give kind of more weight to someone commenting and sharing and reacting to someone else's share Oh yeah, because it knew that that meant it was going further. So obviously there was something about it that other people were connecting with. Um, and then you get, I mean, if you really want to get into it in terms of that too, it depends on what the original content is. Facebook has gotten very, very particular over the years. It likes things that keep you on that platform. Right. So if you're sharing YouTube links, you got to work harder to get them to move. It's, that's very true, actually. And they yeah. say it all the time with Instagram, which if you didn't know is also owned by Facebook. Um, but they say it all the time that they will not share your Instagram reel if it's got a TikTok logo on mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's that's something really good to watch, and also you can now save your Instagram reel to put on your Facebook. They mm. won't mind if it's got the Instagram logo because it's the same company. Yes. So um, I've been doing that a lot, and finding that reels actually are taking off way better on Facebook than they are mm. Instagram. And I know that we have to wrap up, but I don't know if you've noticed. It. I'm going to ask you this real quick: Have you noticed that your Facebook is way busier than your Instagram lately? Like it's almost coming back. Facebook has been very busy lately. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's kind of strange because I, I think we all thought that Facebook was the dying breed, but it, it really isn't. And oh, I'm, it's I'm, I'm it's, all here for it. This is yeah. great. It's going to stick around. Good. And so are we. We're yeah. going to be back next week. We hope you will be. If you have questions about anything, shoot us in the message. Hit us up. We are happy to chat about this anytime. 
Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we'll put a little uh, group together one of these days and Ooh. get together and uh, teach some people on the side. Maybe over lunch or coffee or something. We'll talk. <laughs> See you next week.